Hello, everybody. My name is Tucker Johnson, and I am coming to you with another pop-up live stream today with a very special guest, Autumn Smith, who is pulling double duty on the speaker circuit today. I was just watching her this morning. Welcome, Autumn. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a busy day, but I'm excited uh, to be here. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for coming over here. Um, we're going to be getting into what we're talking about today, which is student-led initiatives, and specifically the work that you're doing over there at the Middlebury Institute of International Studies in Monterey, or MISS, as we understandably call it, because that's a mouthful. Um, but before we get into it today, give us a plug for what you did this morning. Tell us about that. So where can people find it? Um, all of that stuff. Give me the pitch. Yeah, so- uh, this morning, I was lucky enough to join the spring series um, for multilingual media on diversity and inclusion in the language industry and linguistics. Um, I was one of six panelists, so it was a full packed house, and we all came from different backgrounds, different um, history, but one thing that we shared communally was our Black experience within linguistics and um, kind of the lack of diversity that we felt and where we felt that was stemming from. So it's about an hour and a half of us um, kind of examining where the issues lie and uh, making jokes about Rihanna and Amanda Gorman. Right. uh, I think it's a, it was a pretty interesting talk that went a lot of places. Well, I, I was absolutely fascinated myself. I was watching, I couldn't catch like the first 20 minutes, but I went back and rewatched it because let's face it, I knew I was talking to you later today and I didn't want to be caught off guard, but um, it was, it was fascinating. And I, I think I left a comment that was like, Oh man, we only have five minutes left to talk about Amanda Gorman. Because yeah, that is that a was, fascinating. Michael should not have done that. My, I'm, I'm going to have words with Michael. <laughs> I'm going to have words with Michael. But t- tell us about a man. No, no, Tucker. Focus, focus. I, I don't want this to turn into you. You, you did. You did. You did your did. You did. You done this morning, right? So we I don't. Need another part two. For that. I, I think there is a part two that, that is needed for that, but um, I don't want to put you on the spot. Let's talk about. Camp Loke. My baby. Yes. So, baby. Um, <laughs> Camp Loke is an um, initiative that I started with a group of students last year at Middlebury Institute. Um, essentially, we were um, looking around at the other programs at the school and realizing that they all had really cool initiatives where they got to go and work in the field like the nuclear terrorism students go to Europe and work on a nuclear power plant and they get to literally come up with a strategy um, with this team. And we're here basically in the heart of the localization industry, right? by <laughs> Silicon so, Valley. So it's area. like, it, it's literally camping? No, no. Is it, glamp- is it glamping? <laughs> okay, that was a really corny... Okay, we had an hour-long session trying to figure out what to name this. Only an hour? Um, yeah, that, that is know. that is speedy. That is speedy. For- <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to know we're the more efficient side of the naming process. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was this idea of, of taking students and leading them into this immersive experience where we can really go to companies and talk to people about what's happening and not just read about it on blogs or or go to events where we don't get to actually interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of felt like we were being the camp counselors uh, in a sense. <laughs> and so um, we were going to make camp t-shirts and everything, like different squads. We, we mixed that idea. But um, that is where the name Camp Loke came about. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yes. Now that we're clear on that, now that we're yes. clear on the important stuff, I'm sorry to derail the conversation. <laughs> Keep going. 
but yeah, so essentially, um, the whole point of this organization was that we felt like there was obvi- there's obviously a disconnect between academia and any professional field. Yes. Um, but we- you know, the whole mission of MIST is to create immersive learning experiences for students. And we were still feeling that gap. We were still feeling like this is academia and we were being looked at as students, even though a lot of us are working professionals. And we wanted to bridge that gap um, through our own initiative. And so um, we started reaching out to companies and we said, hey, we want to do a spring trip week long, get to as many companies as we can and just learn about what you guys are doing, learn about how we can start contributing now and foster a stronger relationship between these companies and the Institute. And, and that's super important because that's like the, just the networking aspect, just the cross pollination aspect, just the learning from as many different sources as you can aspect of it. It's so important, right? Um, in conjunction with the education, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's, because I, I say that all the time. Like I always say, mm-hmm, when we talk about this this disconnect between academia and you know business world or the real world or whatever people want to call it, but um, the reality is, is like I don't think they're meant to be connected. There are two different things, but there's there needs to be systems in place or expectations set or or what have you to um, bridge that gap. Um, so to speak, right? It's kind of where I go with that. And so I love to see programs like this that help bridge bridge that gap. You, question, you mentioned companies that are coming. What are what are they talking about? Who, who's coming? What are they talking about? Like, what, what can people expect from this? Yeah, so to date, we've worked with about 24 different companies in some capacity, or we've been in contact with them. Um, some of the companies I can name off that, we've worked with Salesforce, with Facebook. We worked with Sony. Um, we work with a team from Keywords, Studio, Supertext. Um, we're trying to get as many genres as we can because the key component is exposure and building bridges. So we don't want to just connect to the client side companies or the vendor side companies or just one vertical. We want to connect across the board because students should know what opportunities exist across the board. Makes makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And I see you have going back to our our website here. For those of you that I, when I was on the screen earlier, this is the Camp Loke website. It's Camp Loke Camp net. That's it's the Middlebury. Is it the Middlebury? Inter, inter, yeah. Okay, Middlebury domain. Um, so if you want more information, you can go find out about it here. Um, but I see we have some co co conspirators here. Some I know some of these folks. <laughs> yeah, these were the crazy folks that agreed to hop on board when I said we have um, two months to come up with a one-week spring conference. Are you in? Uh, <laughs> so I'm extremely grateful for them. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys. Best of luck to you guys. <laughs> it actually um, it was in October of last year when we decided to do this, and um, we were going to do it in March. And so if you think about that timeline, you'll realize that... Um, oh. We spent yeah. two and a half months planning and had to cancel the event a week before it actually happened. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> so we, um, the real thing, the real event that we've planned will be happening next spring. And so we're trying, we're reaching out to companies to start thinking about that. But um, this year, what we did is we did a completely virtual version. And the main point of the conversation was we would reach out to companies and say, hey, we want students to learn about your company and we want to do it in a way that actually highlights who you are. Mm-hmm. So the format is up to you. Whatever you're trying to do, we can we can facilitate everything. 
Um, and so and, with SuperTech, we did this, a great. This isn't this isn't like a job fair, right? This no, isn't like you're not, not reaching not out employment. saying like, "Hey, help with these people." This is just you know because like if if someone reaches out to me, um, like no, no offense, like if you reach out to me and say, like, "Hey, Autumn, let's talk," right? But mm-hmm. um, you know, someone I haven't heard of reaches out to me and says like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing, and can you talk mm-hmm. to me?" I'm thinking, eh, what what do they want? Right? Yeah. What's in it from them? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, hey, I'm an old cynic, but you know, what is your response to the old cynics of the world? Because I'm sure you have a great response. Yeah. From the get go, we explain like this is all about professional development and helping to develop develop the new generation of localization professionals. Yeah. So we literally tell our students when they sign up and during the event, do not ask any recruiting questions. Do not ask about jobs. That's not what this is about. This is for your growth and for your understanding of the industry. Um, and we make that very, very clear. <laughs> it's not jobs are yes, jobs are great, but you can't go up to everyone and be like, "Hey, give me a job." That's not how getting a job actually works. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a lot of people think that that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jobs, jobs are tri- jobs are very tricky in in, mm-hmm. in every industry, but this industry is no different, right? And this mm-hmm. this is graduation season. Right, it is, and this is the it time is. of year that I I, I, I I talk to a lot of people, right, mm-hmm. who are like reaching out saying like, hey, looking, I'm looking for this role, I'm looking for that role, and mm-hmm. um, what I tell the folks from Middlebury Institute pretty pretty consistently is leverage your network, right? Leverage, mm-hmm. and your network is bigger than you think your network mm-hmm. is. Your mm-hmm. network is the connections that you made while at Middlebury. Um, and I know, you know, the student body there is very active in industry events, you know, going up to all the, the iMugs and the, the conferences when they're in town, all of that stuff. But your network is also people you've never met before if you're an alumni, right? Work those alumni associations. We were just talking with um, Caitlin the other day. She was on here. Yeah. And I think you saw it because I think you're like in the comments or you commented. I was so excited. Yeah. And (laughs) Caitlin, what she does for the students here is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin's a pleasure for sure. But um, so many of these programs out there. So what what is the difference between what Caitlin's doing over there and what you're doing? Just so people are clear. Yeah. So what Caitlin is doing is what you're, what you were talking about, like leveraging that network and helping students tap into that mm-hmm. a lot easier because there are some students who take that initiative and are, are more outgoing. Well, just really quickly able- for those people that are yeah. listening right now, like what, what specific is Caitlin setting up a mentorship program, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, Caitlin runs the TLM mentorship program. And yeah. the premise of that is um, connecting current students with second year students, for example, with students who have been in the program longer, or second year students with people who are alumni of the Institute or professionals in the industry. Mm-hmm. So my mentor, I had a mentor this year was Aki Ito, who oh. is the localization guy. Who's the great. localization um, guy and, and rock <laughs> star. And and <laughs> I, for some reason, I just saw, oh, you know why? You know why? Because I had your um, LinkedIn profile up here. And let's see if it still has it. This is the reason I know. Get out of here, messages. Um, this is the reason I know. Oh, he's not here anymore. But he was here. You know how when you go to someone's LinkedIn profile and it mm-hmm. says, like, would you recommend this person? Um, oh, I hope it wasn't Japanese. He was it, was Japanese. it was Japanese. It was Japanese. 
Maybe he's not here because maybe I clicked on him and I just yeah, forgot about yeah, you it. You recommended him. It's okay. None of the above. My feelings aren't hurt. All of you guys. <laughs> I always feel the pressure. Like, I don't want to endorse people because I feel the pressure. I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard Aki speak Japanese. I mean, he's from Japan, but should I endorse him? No, I'm just kidding. Endorse me. I will. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Do a live stream with me. That's how you get endorsements from Tucker Johnson. This is the trick. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Akiito is my mentor. And he's nice. been great for me um, in the sense that he is such a strong personality. He knows, like, he's got the sales mentality. And I'm very, like, I don't really know if I should do this. I'm a little hesitant. And he's just like, you have five seconds to make a decision. If you don't make a decision within five seconds, you've lost the opportunity. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not. Right. It's and, not. And, and this is one of the biggest things that I find, you know, br- you know, bridging that gap between mm-hmm. academia and, and business, and, you know, working for a company instead of studying at a university is, you know, timelines. Mm-hmm. It's just timelines. Oh, Catherine. Catherine says we love Aki too. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. By the way, if you guys are watching, like, comments subscribe all of that stuff i've got buttons i'm just not doing my job today there we go like and subscribe um about bridging that gap where was i we're talking about bridging the gap we were bridging the, the importance of bridging the gap um and my relationship with akito playing into that potentially not sure i don't know i'm lost i'm sorry okay. Catherine. <laughs> Catherine, you screwed me up again you screwed me up again Catherine. It, Catherine. no no, it's just fine. So let's go back to um, let's go back to this here. So how can your company participate? Mm. Yes. Oh, I remember uh, we were talking about the I difference can, between I mentorship just, and camp loke. Oh yes, yes, and yeah, we. Okay. <laughs> here, I before we, we go back. Yes, 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 yes. Mentorship <laughs> and camp loke. Bring it back because camp loke is not mentorship, right? And, well, it it's not. everything's mentorship if you really want to get semantical, semantical about it. But um, yeah, it is not. <laughs> Catherine, you're throwing me off again. I'm like, I'm ignoring the comment. I'm, I'm not looking. Okay, not okay, looking. Okay. So, Bye. Um, <laughs> Take them off. My button's not working. I can't get rid of them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. They're here to stay. Yeah. So, what Caitlin's doing is more about making the personal one on one connections. And I think what we're, we're aiming to do is to strengthen the relationship that Miss has with companies that are beyond the ones we've been working with now. Like, okay. there's lots of companies that students are interested in. And they'll never get a chance to hear from. And um, we have the time to be like, hey, I'm going to shoot an email. Let's see what happens. Let's see if they're willing to work with us. We'll do everything. They just have to show up. Um, And it's trying to get a clearer picture of the opportunities that exist and showing students that. And also showing the industry what we're doing as well. Showing them that we are students, yes, but we have a lot of ideas about the localization industry that we're bringing with our, us a lot of knowledge that could help them as well. Um, and so that's been the most fruitful part, I think, and what kind of sets us apart is the business level versus individual level. And uh, um, so it's, it's just very, very educational. Right. It's just like, yeah. here's what's out there. And I, I remember thinking back um, when I was in college, we did we did much of similar stuff. But mm-hmm. also at Middlebury, you guys have a lot of people that come in from outside mm-hmm. of academia and come in from because you're, yeah. you're located there in Monterey. I know a lot of folks come in from mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. 
I I used to fly in from from Seattle. Um, yeah. Not anymore, though. Nah. Not anymore, unfortunately. Um, um, <laughs> we'll bring you back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doing a, a virtual workshop these days. Um, yes. But yeah, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's not, and it's also in that in that sense the reason why um, we were setting this up is because people do come in and we're very, very lucky to have the opportunities that we do. Uh, But a lot of the times the talks are very short. They're about an hour, maybe 15, 10 minutes of Q and a, what we were planning to do and what we're hoping to do in the future is like come in, we have some kind of tour of the facilities if that's available. And we do some kind of event that's tailored to what this company is doing. So for example, if there's a specific, um, sector they're really interested in, or they have an awesome facility that's different that stands out like that they want to show off and talk about like we can do that um, we have where we had small breakout groups where it's like you're literally kind of getting a private mentoring session with one of the employees there and you're talking to them personally one-on-one about their experience um, I even think there was a localization scavenger hunt scheduled last year uh, with a Claro so that was what I was really bummed about um, but it was just all very the localization all scavenger different. hunt what does that look like um, because I've heard people they, talk about this before. <laughs> um, Aclaro had actually hired an outside company to create a localization scavenger hunt around their office. Um, I don't know the details because we never got to actually do this. And they were very secretive about it because they wanted even the committee to be to be out of the, the loop. But um, it was supposed to be an hour and a half long scavenger hunt running around the <laughs> company. So, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I, I was nervous about this, but also very excited. It was like a very conflicting feeling. <laughs> well, what are they? Um, so, but, but, what, scavenger hunt? What do you look for on a scavenger hunt? This is what this is. I talked to a Claro, man. I okay. have no idea. They literally would give us nothing. Well, anyways, they were the, like, no. The the no, point, the, my point that I was originally trying to make was that you guys have a lot of people that come in already mm-hmm. to Monterey, yeah. so it's a great program that you guys have down there. Because I know a lot of the instructors. I know people that mm-hmm. are like instructors that also dabble in mm-hmm. consulting, and I know mm-hmm. people that are just like full on business people, right? right. And and they. Exactly you know, travel to Monterey to do it. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, my favorite thing is just that interacting with the students and making mm-hmm. connections, because as you said, they are the future local leaders of, mm-hmm. um, of, of this industry. They're, they're, they're the leaders of the industry. So, I mean, <laughs> and just, you know, from a cynical standpoint, you know, so let's say you don't have an altruistic bone in your body. It's like, these are going to be the people with budget in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> talk to them. And I think this is such an important conversation. Even like Miss, we are so well connected. We have so many opportunities, and I'm so grateful. Um, but I'm really hoping that these conversations will push uh, beyond Miss. Like that, other students will start similar initiatives in their areas. Like Brigham Young um, has their translation and localization club, and they're doing a lot of work there to build local community. Um, and to work with companies there and do something similar. So I think this is where a lot of students' minds are and, right now. And who was that? Was who's involved with that? Are you? Because I was Kate just Westfall. Okay, it seems it seems like I was just talking to someone about that the other day. What's going on mm-hmm. over at Brigham Young? They're doing a lot. They've created their own. They've even done. I, I feel like they've gone above and beyond because they've created their own LSP. They created like a translation week, and this is all student run. Um, this is all their own initiatives that they're starting. 
because they don't have the same structures and infrastructures that we have built into our institute. In what way? Um, so with MIS, we have our network that we've, we're lucky to have. And we have um, professors who work in the localization industry. And we have like the GLOBE multilingual services, which was already created prior to me coming to the institute. Um, and so these structures, we're very blessed to have them. And we're building upon that. We're building upon and bridging gaps that exist in our mind. Um, whereas what the Translation Localization Club is doing is there, there's not anyone doing that for them. So they mm. created it. It's that bridging the gaps again. Oh, okay. Okay. Lots of gaps to bridge. Lots of gaps yeah. to bridge. What's the, so here, here's, here's something to think about with this camp local. How, how have you thought about like for posterity, right? Because the nature of student led initiatives is that students change, students graduate, students leave. So what's this going to look like? If you had a dream for what camp local is going to look like five, 10 years from now, um, what would it be? What would your role in that be? Yeah, so the the dream is to not just be focused in Silicon Valley because that's not all the only place where localization exists. Okay, but, um, we're hoping. Really? Yeah. You know, it'd be awesome if we can start off. You know, L.A. We could go to New York. We can um, explore Seattle. Um, that would be a short term goal. But if we could go global and in, and include other organizations in this as well, not just Miss students. Um, it, cause the initiative is for students of localization. So we could potentially expand this beyond miss if we're able to get the framework that we want. Yeah. Um, so that's my dream. <laughs> I love it. Is camp Loke goes global <laughs> and it. all inclusive. Yeah. So if I wanted to, I mean, not saying, not saying you'd want me, you want people that you know, work in real localization programs. I just talk <laughs> about localization programs these days, but, um, yeah, you know, let's say I was a director of localization at, you know, blah, blah, blah company, the hottest new Silicon Valley thing. Um, and I want to come give some of my time and, you know, let people know, you know, open up my doors, so to speak, um, to students and give them an education. Through, and I want to utilize Camp Loke. Like, what's my time commitment on that? Like, what's, what's, how, how much commitment is it? And the reason I'm asking is because I know there's people out there that might be watching or might hear about this, but they're like, eh, you know, I'm so busy. Like, the best people are busy. That's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. well, it's, yeah, well, I'm not very busy. That, that, what does that tell you? So, um, <laughs> yeah, what's the time commitment? Um, it's actually pretty simple. So we essentially will shoot out an email and we'll say pretty in advance, like a couple of months in advance for the spring trip at least. Um, and we'll say, hey, we're interested in doing this. And it'll just be the back and forth of deciding like what date would you like to do? The actual time commitment in person will be two hours at tops on one day during That's spring nothing. break. That's yeah. <laughs> The main part is the the communication and like getting the logistics figured out. The logistics um, and just like yeah. the security of com well, I'm assuming yeah. if you're coming into buildings and stuff, all of that stuff. I mean, exactly. I could spend half an hour just at the front desk trying to get all those badges printed out if you got a bunch of people. <laughs> and we can take care of all of that is the main part. Like we'll do any logistics that we can take on. And if that is a problem, we are also continuing with the virtual events moving forward because we really did enjoy connecting with keywords which is located in la and super text and we want to continue to build those kind of relationships so maybe you can't do in person maybe you can't host that many students there's still the virtual option as well nice 
Yeah, thanks for yeah. Shout out to keywords and super texts for if you're um always. Anyone else we need to shout out? Oh man, there's a list of 24 companies I could send to you. What's the list, <laughs> list list of 24 companies? Are they on the website? Um, they're not, but they should. Be. They should. We'll put be. them up there. Shame. No, we're messing up. Shame. Okay. Get those poor sponsors on the website after all the support <laughs> they've given you. Yeah, we're, we'll fix that tonight. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But we, um, this other topic that you wanted to touch on, but I don't have my notes here because I don't have my iPad. Um, oh, it's just a general evangelization of. Yeah, I think. Um, what kills me is essentially. The, I copied it into the description <laughs> on the live stream, so I guess I can go look at it. We could look at that. All right. So, Tucker and Autumn may also get into other topics Autumn is passionate about, such as the importance of evangelization from students mm -hmm. to their previous colleges and high schools. Mm -hmm. Oh, talk to me about that. Yeah. So, um, I thought that's what you were saying. Yeah, so, evangelization <laughs> of former students to their previous university. So, like alumni coming or alumni evangelizing mm -hmm. for their alma mater. Is that, yes. am I understanding that correctly? Okay. Yes. Awesome. Because we always talk about evangelization to our clients, right? We talk about yeah. that on the client side and the importance of that, but we don't talk about the fact that localization itself and the reason why it's not very well known is because it's not talked about enough. And um, I, as a linguist, was not aware that localization even existed until I started looking into this. And so one thing that I'm very passionate about is going back to high schools or colleges um, and talking about localization and the career paths that exist because people aren't aware, they don't know. Um, and in order to foster the next generation of localization professionals, you need to um, get more people. And so I think it's really important that we not only talk to our clients, but we also talk to our colleges. We talk to the people that are coming next, the linguists that we know um, and get them to understand that this is an option for them. Okay. So I, I kind of misunderstood because I thought you were talking about like going and telling people like you should go to Middlebury Institute, like evangelizing well, for the university. And I was like, not huh? just Middlebury because this do... isn't the only path that exists. Okay. You're um, just talking about in general, right? Yeah. I don't want to, I, I go to miss. I've benefited greatly from this, but there are so many different institutes that exist that have linguistic or TNI programs. There's so many different schools that are trying to shift and have more localization centered classes. Um, and so I don't want to focus it more on MISS. I want to focus it on getting localization out there more, um, whether that's UW's program or our program or what Brigham Young is doing. And, you know, God bless you and God bless everybody doing this because I, you know, I was, and I watched your thing this morning. I was almost a young black language geek growing up as well. Almost. I was most of those almost. words. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to study like localization. And like I looked, I got on my dial up modem and like Googled Yahoo'd probably, web crawlered, whatever it was, and like looked for different programs. And I remember Chico State was offering like a localization manager program in down in California but not much there wasn't much and it was like people did not used to like study to become localization professionals mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. it, I remember to this today when I was watching your, your program that you were streaming earlier today it said Autumn Smith 
localization professional. That was your title. And I thought, that's cool. That's cool because it's just like you're just a local – people like know what that is. People go to school for this. There are degree programs for it. Um, and Middlebury – but Middlebury, I mean, let's, let's face it. I, I, I'm biased. I'm totally biased. But um, Middlebury is like one of – it is the one that people talk about. Like it's the prestigious one. Um, and, you know, we also have University of Washington up here. I, I'm – guest lecturing there in a few weeks i think i need to probably mm-hmm. follow up on that but you know they got a nice nice little program here lots of people from outside of the industry they pull in guest lectures from all over the place just like um mm-hmm. just like at middlebury institute right but sorry i'm going off on a, a rant without a purpose no. again it's important it's but, important conversation no it's an important conversation it's like yeah that's like why i wanted to have you here Right. Mm. It's like, you know, when I see people and I don't even remember if I reached out to you or you reached out to me or how that worked out. But um, it, it's a topic that I've been talking about a lot recently is just bridging this gap because it's that time of year with the students mm. tonight. My heart goes out to the students this year, too, because I feel um, we everybody, not just students, but everybody kind of got just got a bum deal mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. year. Right? Yeah. And. Thank God that the economy is picking back up. People are starting mm-hmm. to hire again because I can imagine how how um, disheartening that would be to graduate and go into a market where nobody's hiring. Because getting that yeah. first job's tough. Which you mm-hmm. is, was that news that you broke this morning about um, your new positions? Tell us about that. Yeah, you, when you'll um, be starting? Are, are you moving? I am. So I'm going to start at Facebook as a localization program manager in June, at the end of June. Oh, I have a button for that um, one, too. (laughs) That's great. Um, (laughs) I'm moving next week, actually, on Tuesday to San Francisco, since we're still remote. Oh, San Francisco. Um, Yeah. I thought you might be coming up here to Seattle. No, I actually, I did push for Seattle. Oh, nice. (laughs) So, well, isn't is there a localization team split between San Francisco and Seattle? Where are they located these days? Um, Menlo and Seattle and Dublin, I think, is where the majority of our okay. localization cool. team is. Nice. Well, best, I'm not going to say best of luck to you. You don't need luck. Like, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. To Facebook <laughs> for recognizing Autumn Smith's excellence. Yeah, let me finish. Oh, no. I was congratulating Facebook, not you. And um, so, going back to the the job market, yeah, I think keep last me on topic here. Really, <laughs> really hard for for the graduates. Um, it was really difficult, um, but I think by the summer things started picking back up um, in terms of job offerings. And I think this year has been relatively active. Actually, I think most yeah. people I know have already gotten job offers. Yeah, luckily. Nice. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. I am hell bent to fix these this chat thing that. Stall for time for oh, me, Autumn here. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. Like, why is I this think. chat here? There we go. Bye. Perfect. I wanted to say sasuga in Japanese. I don't know if you know what that means. Sasuga. But, um, what is sasuga? It's like, of course, you'd be able to do that. Like, you're you're amazing, and that's definitely something you'd be able to figure out. Like, sasuga tucker. They have a word for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain in English, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be because. <laughs> you know, anyways. Okay. <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah, it's this time of year. Um, when when's the commencement happening? 
Um, Saturday. Is it this Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah, I've got, I put it on my calendar. And how are they doing that with the virtual? Um, it'll be on Zoom. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I know. There's going to be pictures of our faces with fancy quotes. <laughs> like I said, 2020, everyone just kind of got, you know, I, I, and the course that I do teach at Middlebury Institute, it's just, a, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it's a workshop. It's a weekend workshop, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think it was one of the first courses to ever go virtual because it's like mm-hmm. the pandemic hit and I was like, I already had my tickets booked, I think, to go to Monterey. Mm-hmm. So I really quickly recorded it and everything, and I've used the same like lessons for the last two years now. And this year, I was just like, you know, last year I think I like had a mandatory like you had to dial in on one of these dates kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like, again, mm-hmm. do something right. And this year, I was like, you know what? Optional. It's all optional. It's all optional. Like I love to talk to you, and you know, it makes me it makes me sad when people don't show up to office hours. But you know, me being sad is not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. People have stuff that they're working on this year for sure. The Zoom fatigue is real, to be honest, and I think it's it's we definitely felt it this semester as we're getting closer to the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. um, everyone, no one had their cameras on this. <laughs> it was just all the boxes. <laughs> it was really sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, recharge and refresh people mm-hmm. because um, summer's coming. Things are opening back up again. Conferences. Mm-hmm. What's the next conference you're going to? Um, I'm going to do look from home. I think that's coming up very soon. Nice. Um, May 27th. And I think that, uh, Oh, I'm speaking that, at that one. <laughs> I think. That reaction tucker, I'm no, like, I'm not wait. speaking. I I've got, a, it's way better. Okay. Here's my shameless plug for look from home. Look for home. May, May 27th to join. Uh, oh, I don't have my pitch and I've forgotten people's last names. No, but we're doing a panel. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. And, um, we are doing a panel now that I think about it. Okay, we got to pull this up. This is how organized my life is here. But let's um, look from home. Uh, let's see what okay, that gets I us. Have the day right. I'm very, very surprised. May 27th? Yep. Watch, I'm like not even speaking here. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. I'm just making stuff up to sound cool. That is the question. <laughs> um, I, I think Joseph, my colleague Joseph Kubowski, is smoking too. Show more. Um, yeah. I always love Loke from home. It's so oh, chill. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not because it doesn't say. But... Fucker. False promises. Oh, no, no, no. I am here. Check it out. Because here it is. Rising tides. Perfect. Filling the education gap oh. and localization through mentorship and coaching. This is perfect. Bam. It ties into what we're talking about today. That's why I wanted to show it to you. <laughs> I love it. No, it's because I believe in, like, my take on it is I'm a big believer in mentorship and coaching, but, like, I don't know what those words mean anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always mm-hmm. need to define it, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I told these people, we have an email chain talking with the moderators and stuff. And I said, here's one question I know I want to ask is, what's the difference between a mentor and a coach? What's the difference mm. between mentorship and coaching? What's your answer, mm. Autumn? I'm, I'm always interested to hear. Mm. Or is there one? Like, I mean, no right answer. No yeah, right answer. yeah, I haven't thought about it before. But I think in my head, um, 
a coach is more like they have a picture of how they want you to be and they're helping you get to that path versus a mentor um, is, doesn't have a picture of what they want you to be. They want you to become what you want to become and they help give you the tips and tricks to, to become that. Um, See, th- this so is why I love asking this question because <laughs> – God damn, I get insightful answers. Like every time I ask this question, I'm like, I'm, I always think I know what she's going to say. And I was like, that's, I, I'd never heard that one before. So like a coach is like, all right, we're going to get you to that goalpost, right? Mm-hmm. This is, this goalpost mm-hmm. is this objective. I have defined it or somebody has defined it. Society has defined it. Yeah. And a mentor is all about like helping you become your best self kind of yes. thing. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Which do you prefer? Is there a time and place for one or, or both? Or Yeah, it depends on your goal, I think. I think I, I usually enjoy mentor relationships because you learn from each other. Um, yes. But I think a coach, if you're trying to get to a certain, for example, if I wanted to take the hop to become executive level one day, like working at an executive level, I would want someone to tell me what that looks like and the steps I need to take to get there because that's a bigger hurdle for me personally. Um, but just a day-to-day like life, like the mentor mentee program right now, I really enjoy just having someone to talk to and say, oh man, I'm not really feeling like I can make a decision about this and just brainstorming together. Unless, unless like a mentor. Yeah. I I like that too. As you can tell, I'm still like processing this, right? I'm still, (laughs) I'm still working through some stuff, but I kind of like, cause like what I used to say, um, Mm. And mind you, I haven't landed on the final thing yet, but what I used to say was like, who needs, you don't need a coach. You don't need a mentor. You need a friend. Right. Mm. Um, because I don't know, because I have issues with authority, I guess. I just don't like the dominance hierarchy that's implied mm-hmm. with a mentor mentee type relationship, mm-hmm. especially within the news you see, I mean, just people abuse hierarchies. Right. So it's like, yeah. eh, I just, I don't want anything to do with that, but let's talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk. And, you know, maybe I have some value to add to you. Maybe um, you have some you de- you definitely have some value to add to me. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I like to encourage team members at NIMSI mm-hmm. and at mm-hmm. Multilingual as well. Um, go, you know, get involved in mentorship with someone. Doesn't have mm-hmm. to be formal. Doesn't need to be through. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's formal programs. I think like Women in Loca has a program. I'm sure yeah. the different associations have programs. Um and those are great because they make it nice and easy, but sometimes the best things just happen organically. Mm-hmm. I think is, yeah. is my opinion. I think it's hard for some people to, to initiate those relationships on their own. Sometimes like sometimes you can yeah. get that natural and organic one relationship and that's obviously the best, but I've never had a mentor in my life. I've never had a mentee in my life. I've never known how to even initiate that or to start that. Um, and so I think that it helps people who are less inclined to that because I'm also yeah. someone who doesn't really like hierarchy, it, even though it, I lived in Japan. Anything that breaks down barriers, right? Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. What were you saying about Japan? Uh, I lived in Japan, but I don't like hierarchy. Oh. Um, <laughs> so that you can see how that went. Um, so I was always kind of like the same kind of like, why would I have someone telling me how to live my life? I don't, I don't really want that, but that's not what it is at all. And I wouldn't have known that had I not participated in a program like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I will continue. I, um, <laughs> to brainstorm, to mull. <laughs> I'll continue to brainstorm, to mull. I like this. Let me know 
how how I can help, how Nimsy, multilingual, any of any of the stuff that we've got going. I'm sorry, get close to the mic. Any of the stuff that we've got going on over here, we can help with this because it's, it's, it's a good initiative. I think just continuing to be on the lookout for for things like this, like students who are wanting to do something and they don't have someone to help them to push them. I just love getting the word out to say like, hey, we can work with students. We can do this with you guys. And and just being open to that um, is always the best thing, I think, because students are always taking a risk to say, hey, I know I might annoy you by asking you this. Um, or you might be, feel like this is a nuisance. But Student, just being, st- students are always like, oh, I, I don't want to bother you, sir. Please humbly request that. Can you please do me the favor of of yep. filling out this survey? And you're like, okay, whoa, whoa, Nitro. Like, it, it, sure, yeah, I'll fill out your survey. And then you open the survey, and it's like they want you to write a freaking thesis. I'm like, okay, oh, let, let's talk about survey methodology. Like, <laughs> first first thing, I, I know you're excited about your PhD, mm-hmm. but I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here for two hours and fill out your survey, <laughs> right? No. Sorry, that was just a, a pet peeve of mine. But, um, yeah, <laughs> students have to um, – Look at me. Students have to. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell what students have to do. But I in, exactly. But I encourage <laughs> students to you know find their voice, use that voice, and don't be ashamed of it. Your voice does not yeah. have to be what the man expects it to be. It doesn't need to be what you expect it to be. Right? Um, authenticity. Right? Just go out there mm-hmm. and do awesome things and you are awesome. Right. And, and get over this whole, like, Oh, I don't have any job experience. Well, it's like you do, you do. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day who's awesome and said, Oh, I, I don't want to apply for this role because it requires two years of managing financial budgets. I'm like, you ever balance a checkbook? You ever, do you have the bank of America app on your phone? Do you use it? Mm-hmm. You've balanced budgets, right? You've managed budgets before. Apply for the job. Just apply. Apply. This is what I I think I, I'm saying this every time I get a microphone in front of myself. Apply for the job, right? You've got <laughs> nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't go completely crazy. But, um, yeah, if something's requiring five years experience on ten different things and you have nine of them, apply. Even if you have five of them, apply. And that's what these initiatives are so great for because people are like, I don't have experience. Like, well, you can make your experience. You can do it. You can just start something. And just that initiative in itself is just what propels you forward. Well, I'm always impressed as shit when I, you know, go here, like over here, like just looking at your LinkedIn profile because you're a great example of it here. It's like, look at all this stuff you got going on here, right? Uh, Editor in chief on the trip. TLM student ambassador, right? And I know some of these are past, but it's like, you've done a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you leverage. And, hey, I'm not trying to, like, make you blush or anything. Yeah, I have, like, compliments. Don't know what to do with Yeah, them. I yeah. cannot <laughs> compute. No, I'm the same way. But, you know, it's just an example of, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a reason you're starting at Facebook here in a few months, right? And because, guess what? You interned there. Guess what? You were active. Guess what? You're doing all the all of this cool stuff, right? Um, I loved it. I watched you on this. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously last last like butt kiss here. But um, I watched you this morning, and I was like, "How do we get her to speak more?" 
<laughs> for multilingual, <laughs> right? Because um, you are you're doing great work, and I'm I'm excited to see where your career is going to go, Autumn. And I'm happy to be here, honestly. And I think that having more students and more, I think as students, we think we can't be on these stages. And so getting these opportunities is, is just amazing for me. Well, spread the word. I'll, uh, I have low standards around these parts. We'll, um, we'll bring anybody up on stage. They let me up here with a microphone. So, but yeah, you got, um, Autumn, we'll have you back anytime you want to come talk. Anytime you got something to say, let us know. And um, I think this is a good, good. Oh my gosh, have we been doing this for an hour? No. Oh wow. No. Um, no way. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Still though. Okay. Well, with that, thank you all for watching. Let me tell you, Nimsy Insights uh, is us. Uh, we do market research and consulting for the language services industry and basically any company that wants to go global, we do go to market research, language, technology, stack, evaluation, auditing, implementation, consulting of you name it. Reach out if you want more information. Make sure that you are liking and subscribing to Nimsy Insights because when we do these pop-up events, you're not going to get notified of them because we don't market them. We don't we don't, we don't do any of that stuff because that's extra work. I just want to have interesting conversations with cool people like Autumn here. So, Autumn, closing words. Close us out as I, as I play us out here. Students have a lot to give, and I'm so glad that I'm able to be here as a voice for the future generation of localization professionals. Excellent. Thank you so much, Autumn, and we will see you all next time. Ciao.